Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Come On Son, the podcast. Well, wow. Overseen by the one and only Combat Jack, as you already know. Um, Wowzers. Um, Last night I was at home, I was chilling. I have a herniated disc in my back. I have two. And I have to have a procedure on April 7th to correct... um, not to totally correct the herniated disc, but to put steroids in my back so that whatever is pressing on my nerve is empowered or not empowered, whatever pressing on my nerve, which is giving me sciatica. I'm in pain right now, y'all. Um, I'm able to be more mobile again. Um, right now, I'm doing all my work from the bed, laying on my back with my microphone on my chest. But last night I was at home chilling. I'm feeling pretty good. The doctor got me on painkillers, um, gabapentin, tramadol, and Tylenol. And uh, I'm talking to my producer about different things, um, podcasts, NFTs. Uh, we're just talking about a lot of things, how to increase our listenership on a podcast. And she sends me the Will Smith Chris Rock scenario that the Japanese company uh, put out uncensored. And the first thing I did when I looked at it, it was the Oscars, right? The 94th Oscars. Um, And I didn't watch the Oscars. I I never kind of watched the Oscars because the Oscars are not something that I feel really involve us the way it's supposed to involve us. A lot of stuff that we do get overlooked. And there is a part of me that felt like um, boycott the Oscars and don't participate but it seems like the biggest stars that we have enjoy going to the Oscars every year and people watch it I don't watch the Grammys either I think the Grammys are a sham I've always thought the Oscars were a sham so I really don't watch it so she sent it to me and I opened it up and I was like nah that's staged I thought the same thing everybody else thought that staged until we found out that was real now, what was real was Chris Rock told a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith having a bald head. He said, Jada, can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2, which is a 1997 movie starring Demi Moore. And Demi Moore shaved her head for the role, and that's what Chris was referring to. Now, whether or not Chris knows that Jada has alopecia and she's dealing with it, which is a hair loss disease, nobody knows. But he made the joke. Now, when I watched the clip, Jada didn't laugh. Will laughed. 
And then the next thing that I see is Will getting up, walk on the stage, slap Chris, walk back, sat down, and yelled out, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And Chris was like, wow, wow, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Angrily. That's what, that's what I saw. It was a And I still thought it was a... Stage at first, and then I was like, Well, why would they stage something like that? Like, okay, Will Packer and his partner, uh, young ladies whose name I can't remember, I'm sorry, um, are the first black producers to produce the Oscars. Why would they do something like that? that that's not funny because it shocked everybody, and nobody laughed about it. And then Will Smith didn't laugh about it, and Chris Rock didn't laugh about it. So, obviously, Will actually got up and assaulted Chris. Behind a joke. Then I went to social media and started looking at people's reaction. And of course, somebody automatically got the everybody hates Chris with Will, the still of Will slapping Chris. Um, people had different opinions on it. Some people came out and said Will was absolutely correct for slapping Chris. Um, people brought up old Chris Rock's jokes about Jada Pinkett not being invited to the uh, Oscars so it didn't make a difference on whether or not she boycotted it because she wasn't invited in the first place. So everybody said that was, um, you know, Will, that was, this animosity was overlying from back then. Um, there was just different, a lot of different opinions, but mostly a lot of jokes. And f for me... My stance on this is 100%. Um, and I'm not... I'm ten toes down on this. Okay? I've known Chris Rock for a very long time. Not super personally, but I can tell you that we're on a first-name basis. I used to see Chris in the mall in Jersey in the daytime with his kids when they were small because he lived... The closest mall to him was, was a mall closest to me, and we used to see each other. It's a high-end mall, and I'm not going to lie. I had to see Chris in the mall. Um, so, you know, we on, we on a first-name basis. When, when he did the movie Top 5, they did a panel on Top 5 MCs in a rap game. And I was one of the people that was invited to come down and sit on a panel for a Top 5, which was a great experience. Um, I've always admired Chris. I always thought Chris was an intelligent kind of funny. A guy that had finally, after so many years, found his voice in comedy and was one of our top comedians. Genius. On par with Dave Chappelle and the rest of the top comedians. If you look at Tambourine, it's hilarious. It's about his divorce and other things that he went through. To take your pain and turn your pain into something funny, Chris is the best at it. Uh, and I've also known Will Smith for a very long time, since um, parents just don't understand when it was on the Philly label, not when it got to Warner Brothers. The original parents just don't understand. Him and Jazzy Jeff, again, first name basis. Went to a birthday party he threw at uh, Universal Studios in L.A. for Jada, uh, invitation-only um, party, known Jada for a long time on a first name basis not oh god what's your name again this is like hey ed how you doing hey will how you doing hey jada how you doing um great people have never changed 
as far as the way they treat me when I see them. I'm not saying we friends, friends. We don't go, I don't get invited to the barbecues, okay? And they don't get invited to barbecues at my house. But it's a first name, how you doing, hug, what's up, my brother, how's the children, pays it. So I love both of these men. And I am going to stand 10 toes down and say Will Smith was 100% wrong. There's no two ways about it. And, 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 it's, and it has layers to the reason why I feel this way. First reason why I feel this way is because as a grown man over 50, that's not how you handle that. And I don't care what y'all say about protecting women, protect black women, and I'll get to that later on. And I'll tell you why I see fault in that, even that argument, okay? Um, but that's not how you handle it. And as a superstar, which he is, a superstar, and we all have faults, but as a superstar, what message are you sending out to a black youth who we're trying to teach conflict resolution over violence? Will you chose violence? And all the little black kids that's on social media who's getting all of these jokes and, and all of this sound effects being put to you slapping Chris, that's the way they think you're supposed to handle something when you're not happy with words. We can't have that because nothing's going to happen to you, but something may happen to that child. We're trying to teach our sons, and you have a son. You have two sons. We're trying to teach our sons, listen, man, you don't react to things that you don't like with violence. Number two reason why I don't like this is because I am not a full-time, but I do take gigs as a stand-up comedian. And hopefully, if this show that we shot, Jokes and Jams, comes out, you guys will see just how good of a stand-up comedian I am. And if you don't think I'm a stand-up, great stand-up comedian, you can ask a lot of stand-up comedians about me. A lot of the guys that I've performed with. You can ask Rip Michael. You can ask Nick Cannon. You can ask Talent. You can ask Teray. You can ask J.B. Smooth. A lot of the top guys that's out here, you can ask Cedric the Entertainer, who gave me a great compliment. Matter of fact, you can ask Chris Rock, because I asked Chris, about finding my voice. And he told me how long it took him to find his voice. Every single one of us that step on stage and do comedy, unfiltered comedy, should be offended by what happened. Because, well, you just gave the green light for anyone who doesn't agree with the comedy that we give out or the comedy that we perform to step on stage and assault us. Because that's what you did. You stepped on stage and you assaulted Chris Rock. That's why I have a big problem with that faction of it. You put us all in danger. There's a lot of comedians out there. And then there's a part of me that thinks that you picked on Chris because of the joke and because Chris is smaller than you. Well... I think I'm a little bit taller than you, but you're, you're a big guy and you're a big guy that's in great shape for the most part. Even when you got out of shape, you took us on the, your journey 
of getting back into shape with your personal trainer, with your personal nutritionist, things that a lot of us can't afford. But that's fine. You can afford it and you deserve it. Not, I'm not taking that away from you. But that is not the way to handle it. So Monique, uh, Alicia Cooper, um, some more, um, Kathy Griffin, uh, I can name, I could go on and name them, but I'm not going to go on and name all the female comedians I know. So if they get up, stay, up on stage and tell a joke, they can be slapped or assaulted too, and that's okay under the guise of protecting our women. Like I said, Chris is a lot smaller than you. Would you have done that to D. Ray Davis? Would you have done that to J.B. Smooth? Would you have done that to D.L. Hughley? Would you have done that to Steve Harvey? Would you have done that to Cedric the Entertainer? Would you have done that to Rip Michaels? Would you have done it to Nick Cannon? Would you have done that to Tony Rock, who is Chris's brother, who is on the show that you produced? You and Jada produced the show, and y'all hired Chris's brother, Tony. Would you have slapped Tony? Would you have slapped that lover? If Terry Crews was the host and did the same joke, would you have slapped Terry Crews? Would you have slapped Marlon Wayans, Damon Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Sean Wayans? If Amy Schumer would have told that same joke, or Wanda Sykes, would you have gotten up and slapped them under the guise of protecting your family and protecting a black woman? I don't think so. I think you know that Chris is 100% professional at all times, a lot smaller than you, and wasn't expecting you to hit him. So you chose to bully and hit Chris, and you set a dangerous precedence for comedians. You know one of the reasons why I love Dave Chappelle so much? Because Dave Chappelle got on that stage and he protected every comedian. Kevin Hart is small, but I don't think you'd have hit Kevin because Kevin's from Philly like you are. I think you would probably got mad at Kevin and had a conversation behind stages, which you should have did with Chris Rock. And I'm standing 10, ten toes down on this. You are 100% wrong. You're setting a bad precedent, bro. A lot of us don't have the money you have. We get on that stage when we're called. I just have people call me about gigs in New York at Salsa Con Fuego. I just had my man Ray Dijon call me about Memorial Day weekend to see if I was available. Because me and Ray worked together in Charlotte, North Carolina for five shows with my cousin Talent. And Ray Dijon is another great comedian, radio personality, video music box, who knows that I'm funny. Michael Blackson's another one. I've opened for Michael at Caroline's. Michael knows that I'm funny. I don't think you would have hit or even attempted to hit Michael Blackson. We are out here working, man. And I don't like to use the cliche of trying to feed our family because my comedy doesn't feed my family. My radio stuff feeds my family. The comedy stuff is extra money. It's not necessarily what feeds my family. But a lot of these guys don't have radio gigs like I do. 
I admire my cousin Talent and a lot of other comedians like Capone, Rob Stapleton. You would have never did that to them. These are guys that have been in the business for 25 years, and that's all that they do. I podcast. Come on, son, is on my Patreon platform. I deal with three different radio stations every day. V103 every Saturday morning. 94.7 a block, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. 104.3 jams in Chicago. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through, through fr- Monday through Friday. So I wear a lot of hats, bro. And we don't need it to be open season on comedians every time we tell a joke somebody does not like. Now let's get to the uh, these these intellects, so-called intellects, on social media. You quoted something in your acceptance speech and a very well-deserved Oscar. Congratulations to Will Smith on that. That Denzel told you that when you get to the top, that's when the devil starts messing with you. And a lot of people took that to mean Chris Rock as the devil. I didn't. I took it to mean the devil gets into your head and make you do something stupid. Something against your character. And that's what you did. There's absolutely no excuse for what you did. And the Oscars are wrong. Because as certain other people that have some sense, they're not born with brain rot, pointed out. If anyone else would have did that, they would have been tossed out. If Chris Rock would have made a joke about Kim Kardashian, but she's not Kim Kardashian West anymore because the relationship is over, and Kanye West would have walked on that stage and slapped Chris, the Academy would have threw Kanye West out, even if he was performing. You wait to the 94th Academy Awards that's being produced by a black company to act like a savage, to act like you're not in control of yourself, and then to accept your award and not apologize to Chris. You took the shine away from Questlove's Oscar. Questlove and his partners won an Oscar for Summer Soul. A documentary. That's what Chris was out there to to present. You know Chris. You know Chris for years. You know that's what Chris does. He picks on people. Dale Hughley's another one. He picks on people. I, for one, pick on people sometimes during my comedy routine. I'll pick somebody out of the audience. So now it's okay for them to hit me. Because you chose violence and everybody looks up to you. It's wrong on so many levels, bro. We don't get opportunities to produce the Oscars. We don't expect our stars to assault another one of our stars during something that we produce. You ever, you ever heard the, 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 the terminology, yo, this is my thing, bro, don't fuck it up? It's like... I'm on the set of one of your movies and I decide to assault somebody on that set. And I'm not there as, as a working person. Chris was working. You were there because you got nominated. You were not working. You didn't have to be there, bro. 
speaking directly to Will Smith. Doubt if he ever hears this. And Charlie Mack, who I've known for years, who's a great friend of yours, all he had to all he had to say about it was whelp. And Charlie Mack is an Allah fearing man. But Charlie, you cannot tell me that you thought that your friend of all of these years was right. Now let's get to the black woman protection part. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. McDonald's is kicking off Future 22 a campaign celebrating 22 leaders of the next generation across the country who are making an impact in their communities right now. The civil rights movement was full of young Gen Z leaders, and the influx of young leaders we're seeing today are all on the road to being just as historical as those in the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower even more youth and culture. They're taking a stand and speaking out. Now McDonald's is celebrating their efforts and the impact they're leaving on the world. Ever heard of Anya Dillard? She's an 18-year-old activist that started the Next Gen Come Up, a nonprofit that encourages activism and community service. Anya's story is just one of many purpose-filled missions that McDonald's is showcasing. So check it out right now and see plenty of more stories like hers on Instagram at WeAreGolden. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHealth Online Therapy. Relationships take a lot of work. But we'll drop anything to go help somebody we care about, and we'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Listen, y'all, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm proactive with my mental health and making sure my mind is strong. I take daily walks to decompress from work-related stress, and believe me, I have a lot of it. I have self-care routines where I prioritize myself, from listening to my favorite albums down in my man cave, to talking with a professional about things I find myself worrying about, Take it from me, self-love is the best love. This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one that you got with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are the greatest asset that you have to yourself. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. I believe in the healing power of talking to a professional like a therapist or a life coach. There's nothing like non-biased perspective and a listening ear can go a long way. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Kabut said the podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash edlover. BetterHelp.com slash EdLover. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash EdLover. Take care of yourselves, all right? Come on, son. You know you wife for that shit, son. I dig it. It's your wife. I dig it. She didn't like the joke. That wasn't the time for you to act like super protector of your wife and family behind a joke that really wasn't that funny that went over a lot of people's heads because he's talking about G.I. Jane which I couldn't even remember the movie when the movie came out. It came out in 97. That that wasn't it. That wasn't the time. That's a stain on your career right now. You even stained the night that you won the Oscar. You stained it for everybody. You stained it for the young Latin ex-female that one for West Side Story. You overshadow Quest Love's Oscar. 
You overshadowed everybody else's Oscar because you wanted to be a protector over a damn joke. My daughter Tiffany posted something. And I'm going to say this because this is what I think of you with this protection, black woman protection shit. I'm going to protect my black woman and my black women in my life. You know why? Because my black women, my wife, Fruit, my daughter Tiffany, my daughter Jasmine, my daughter Summer, they protect me. For all intents and purposes, bro, it don't look like your wife is protecting you. How are you protecting somebody that don't have your best interests in mind? Like I said, my daughter Tiffany, who stays on social media, wrote something poignant. She said, oh, you slap Chris Rock for telling a joke, but you don't slap the dude that your wife was sleeping with. Where was Jada protecting you when she was sleeping with August Alsina, who's 20 years or more her junior, who was going through something emotional, was unstable emotionally, and was one of your kids' friends? You think for one second that I could sleep with a girl or a young lady that's 20 or 25 years younger than me, or even 20 years younger than me, who was going through something mentally, was mentally unstable at the time, and me knowing better got her in the sack and she was one of my kids' friends. Who, what money will do, boy? You don't think I'd be blackballed out of the industry? What were you protecting? It's a joke. These comedians go out and risk our freedom of speech you opened up a whole can of worms, bro. You made us look stupid on an international platform. And it seems like people just lost their mind. They just, people want to laugh. I'm so tired of people laughing at things that are not funny. All right, do your everybody hates Chris stuff. Them jokes are funny. All right, cool. But just to laugh at it, to call Chris Rock a punk and all of that, first of all, he took the slap. I saw a video of, of Diddy saying, yo, Chris Rock got a chin. Do Chris Rock got a chin or will is your slaps just, you not that strong with it. It's one or the other. If you played Ali, think you can hit somebody harder than that, bro. You ain't even Florida dude. And big up to Chris for holding his head and not retaliating. Because I saw Fabulous's tweet or Fabulous post on social media. He was like, bruh, big up to Chris Rock. Because, bruh, not me, bruh. That's all I'm saying. That's the first thing I thought after I thought, damn, Chris, you are 100% professional. Then you didn't press charges on dude for assault, which was within your right. And let's see what happens later on. Do you sue Will? Do you sue the Academy? Because you have the right to. Because they did not protect you. This is not a case of protecting your wife. Your wife didn't protect you when your business got drug all in the street. Because of what she did. An entanglement in my ass. A full-blown affair. 
and put it all over social media and made you look really, really bad. And you had to be calmed down by Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry. Another point of embarrassment. We have been called animals our whole entire existence in this country. My father and forefathers and grandfathers were called less than a man. Hattie McDaniel had to be at a hotel. She wasn't even in the same room when she got her Oscar because they wouldn't let her in there just because she was black. And this woman kept her dignity. You have been a dignified idol. You have been a man that we looked up to, that we wanted our children to look up to for as long as you have been doing your thing. And this is what you do behind a joke. A joke. I've heard Wanda Sykes say worse. I've heard Corey Holcomb say worse. I know damn well you wouldn't have slapped Corey Holcomb. I've heard a lot of comedians say worse. D.L. Hughley does the same exact thing. They're both very cerebral community, I mean communities, very cerebral comedians. And then for the last 10 minutes of his set, I've seen him in Carolines, I've seen him in other places. DL just, hey man, how you doing? What's your name? Oh shit, at Love in the House, and he'll tell a joke about me or a joke about whoever's in the house. I remember I was at the uh, Beacon and Mike, no, it wasn't Mike Epps. It was Chris Tucker was performing. And I guess the guys at the Beacon who hired me did not know I had jokes. So they had me out there in front of the stage, and I'm doing jokes, and Biggie happens to be in the house. And I made an off-color remark about Biggie being cockeyed. After the show, Biggie thought it was the funniest shit ever. He didn't send his boys or himself to walk up on stage in a cock and assault me because I told a fucking joke. That's what comedians do. It was a joke. That's what Chris Rock does. It was a joke. He didn't go in. I saw somebody on on, on uh, Instagram said, man, Chris should have said, if you think he's that man in March, wait until August. He didn't make a joke about entanglement. He didn't say none of that. He didn't say none of that. I did my three random facts today which I picked three random facts out of the air, and I made a joke about it. I said, Chris didn't press charges with the LAPD on Will Smith after the slap because he waited for his turn for his entanglement with Jada, and she's booked till Christmas. That wasn't a reason for you to jump out the window, bro. People trying to bring up the old joke about Jada that Chris told. Chris tells jokes, man. And if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. So now I have a right. Now, if you do another movie, and I don't like the movie, and you say something in the movie that I'm kind of offended by in any way, shape, or form, if I see you out in Hollywood somewhere, I got the right to walk up to you and slap you? You don't have the right to put your hands on nobody. Nobody. And it made us look bad. You could have went backstage and had a conversation with this brother, man. And I know that there has to be a conversation between Chris and Tony to keep Tony off your ass. 
Because Chris is the more calm brother. Tony Rock is there for the smoke. And I'm not going to name the comedian whose ads he whipped in front of the comedy store for talking shit about Chris. Tony Rock is here for the smoke. And I know that Chris, because neither one of them has said anything on their, on their Twitter pages. Tony Rock has been very quiet. People calling Chris a punk because he didn't retaliate. And I know all the other comedians like, ugh. Like Fab said, me, bro, mm, me and you, bro, we'd have been, we'd have tore some tables up, bro. We'd have tore some tables up. Mm -hmm. You're not going to slap Ed Lover and then just, I'm not as professional as Chris Rock. I saw a Kendrick the fan post. You don't talk about a dude from Philly's wife like that. Why are you bringing Philly into it? It's another thing that irks my nerve. Nobody, nobody, Chris Rock is from Brooklyn, New York, bro. Some people could get offended by that. Like you're saying Philly is harder than Brooklyn. And you could have start, you could start some shit with that, bro. You could really start some shit. You could really start a Philly, New York war behind this shit. Like dudes don't take kindly to that. But I'm going to put it to you like this also. Why do we always go to not what, what borough or what city is more intelligent that have more successful people who have used their brains and did wonderful things, doctors and lawyers and inventors and scientists. We always go for the lowest common denominator. Yeah, my city, we sold crack and we had big time drug deals. Why do we always, my friend and I, Tom, were talking about that one day because we were debating. And he really had me in a debate talking about the Bronx and Queens. And we were debating drug dealers. Who made the most money in the drug game? The Bronx, right? Or Queens. And I had to catch myself like, bro, why are we debating this? Hold tight, y'all. Come on, side, side. Okay, I'm back. My cousin Talon is tall. Muscular guy. You wouldn't have slapped talent either. There's just so many layers to this, man, that I'm just afraid of of what people are thinking. I know, you know, I live in Chicago part time, man. I know this what I know the problems firsthand that Chicago is having with their youth with killing each other. I see it. I used to teach hip hop one on one. At a middle school. They call it middle school. So I had 6th graders, 7th graders, and 8th graders. When I first started, I had a lot of kids. Then it dwindled down to the kids that were really interesting. I brought a DJ in. We were showing them how to DJ, how to work equipment. And then the proudest moment I had with them is that they really listened to me. And we wrote a rhyme. I figured out that's a good way to get them involved, interested in hip-hop history. I listened to them tell me who they liked. What artists they like. And why they like the artists. And some of the things the artist said, put it up on the board. And we wrote a rhyme together. And that was my proudest moment with those kids before the pandemic. And I couldn't go to the school anymore. You know, it was not in-person learning. So what I was doing voluntarily was, was, you know, it was gone. I look on my Instagram. I got, I got one of the kids follow me, DMs me. Hey, could you help us out get uniforms for the basketball team? I tell him, you know, let me get to your coach. 
He sends me the coach's information. I send the coach money. I believe the coach. You know how kids are. Um, so I send the coach money. They get some of the necessary stuff that they needed. It wasn't all my money. It was different sponsors, but I felt good about doing it. Then I look on my man's Instagram page. He's got a gun in his hand, and he's throwing up gang signs. He wasn't doing that when he was being mentored by me. When he was in my class, he wasn't doing it. Product of his environment. And I told him, I said, yo, you in this life now? Yeah, OG, I'm in it. I said, you know, ain't nothing cool about that, man. You know, we try to teach these kids conflict resolution. A lot of them kids look up to you. Oh, he snapped. Y'all make excuses for people you want to make excuses for. I see somebody else put up, man, if if it had been a minor celebrity like me, I'd be blackballed for the rest of my life. And you're right. Because if it was anybody else, he wouldn't even, that, that person wouldn't even been there <clears throat> to accept the award. And then the Academy puts out, we don't condone violence of any kind. You didn't put the dude out. You let the dude accept his award. Had that been a director of photography or somebody like that? That Chris Rock, oh, such a, such a, such a. Yeah, you just back, right? Because there's a, such a, such a, such a. Assault anybody on your way? And he would have walked up there and hit Chris? Out, out, out. Never to be seen or heard from again. But because it's Will Smith... It's okay? No. Everybody gets treated exactly the same. So Chris actually has a lawsuit, if he wants one, against the Academy for not securing him properly. Anybody can walk up on the stage and assault somebody? Where was security? Why was Will Smith allowed to, after the joke, walk up on the stage and assault Chris Rock? Where was security? And then go back to his seat and yell expletives from his seat. It's still not removed. I mean, it was during a commercial break, but the Japanese people caught that joint and they put it right out there. Japanese news companies or, or Japanese uh, production company that was covering the, Olympic, or the Olympics, the Oscars, oh, oh, right? Caught it and put it out there. It was on Twitter like that. Everything he said out loud, dropping the F-bomb. Why wasn't he asked to leave? Why are you putting the onus on Chris Rock as if he did something out of the ordinary of what he normally does? Like, we know Chris is funny. We expect Chris to be funny when he hits the stage. If he drops a joke that doesn't, that people don't think is funny, that's fine too. But still no reason for him to be assaulted. Not over a G.I. Jane joke. He even said it. It's G.I. Jane. After Will said, keep your, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, Chris said, yo, it's, bro, it's G.I. Jane. And then he said it again. And Chris said, okay, I will. And continued doing what he was doing professionally. Kudos to him. Because we would have definitely broke some furniture, bro. Yeah. You would have hurt me or I would have hurt you. Bad. And I bet you if... If Chris would have swung back, out of nowhere would have came all of these people. But all of these people did nothing. Of course, yeah, you didn't expect it. But what did you think was going to happen? You thought he was just going to get up there and grab Chris and give him the noogies? 
Probably. That's probably what y'all thought. That's probably what I would have thought sitting there. Uh-oh. Here go Will and Chris. They're going to wrestle a little bit. Ha-ha. Stu's dead serious. Didn't gave a bullshit speech about protecting your family. It wasn't necessary. Some people think so. I'm one who's going to stand ten toes down and say, I don't think it was handled right. At all. I think it embarrassed us on an international stage. Embarrassed black people 100%. At one point, you said boycott the Oscars, but then you go sitting there. Which one is it? It's boycotted because not enough black people get recognized, but once my husband gets recognized, it's time to go back to it. Which one is it? So the, the, the Oscars are only good if you or yours is getting nominated. Oh, Will got nominated. Okay, let's go to the Oscars now. But you didn't go before because you felt he got slighted for the movie that he did. You see where I'm, you see where I'm going? He did the movie about uh, the man who invented, who first discovered when, when um, athletes have that brain injury, Conscious, I think the name of the movie was. He didn't get nominated for that. So all of a sudden it was boycott. The Grammys. Everybody get behind us. We're going to boycott the Grammys. Grammys don't treat us right. They don't recognize the hard work that we do. Years later, Will's nominated for King Richard. Okay. Grammys is good now. Fuck everybody else that don't get nominated for their hard work. Will did. So it's okay for us now to put on these super expensive clothes and, and to go there and sit there. Y'all got to make up your minds, man. Can't have it both ways. Stephen A. Smith, my man, you're 100% right, bro. 100% right. 100% right. There was no cause for it. There's no excuse for it. You handle it wrong. You owe that man an apology. You made him look bad because he didn't retaliate, even though us without brain rot thinks that he did the right thing. I'm surprised he didn't press charges on you because I probably would have. And we'll see down the line what else, you know, Chris does. Because for Ed Lover, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell everybody this, and I'm going to leave it at this. And I want y'all to think about what I said. And you can agree and you can disagree. It's fine. But for Ed Lover, that slap that they said, been heard around the world, the most it, the what the uh most exciting moment in television history as Chris Rock called it or something to that effect for Ed Lover down on the floor in the back taken out by an ambulance can't see out of one out of one eye having dizzy spells brain spells back spasms Neck braces. That shit would have cost you damn near a hundred million, Mr. Smith. Because that's my only recourse. You gave me no other choice because you put your hands on a comedian about a joke. So instead of Chris later on doing something to you, which is premeditation, which he could go to jail for for a long time. He didn't press charges on you for assault 
which to me, the LAPD should not need him to, is on video. It's clear that he assaulted Chris. So the LAPD should have done their job and don't worry about whether or not Chris wants to press charges. Civilly. He'd get it civilly from me. He'd get it civilly. Because I heard another comedian say, Chris, you should never touch another stage in your life letting that man treat you like a bitch. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to get his ass civilly. One hundred fifty million, and he about to go on tour. You just gave him a lot of material, and I'd still sue your monkey ass. That would be my legal recourse. I'm not gonna have you locked up on the night you win Best Actor Oscar. I'm hitching your pockets, bro. This shit gonna cost you. I'm asking for a hundred. I'll probably settle out for fifty, sixty-five. That's my opinion on it, man. I still think it was fucked up, and I still think it made us look bad as black people. And I don't think you should have considered a lot more. You protected your family. Did you think about his family? Did you think about his kids? Did you think about the embarrassment that his kids have to go through now? Nobody thinks about that. You thought about yourself. This was self-serving and self-centered. And you made it the whole thing about you. Chris didn't try to make the whole thing about him. He just wanted to tell a little joke and get a couple of chuckles. You walked up there to make the whole entire Oscars about Will Smith. You're wrong, bro. You're dead wrong, bro. And anybody else that tells you any different is wrong, too. This is that lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. And I stand behind this message 100%. Peace, y'all. Come on, son. You know you whack for that shit, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon.